I should have done this uh, podcast last week, but then the riots in Washington, D.C. happened, and there was a lot of information, so I decided to wait on this one. Uh, and then I almost didn't do it at all, because things are happening this week that are absolutely insane. But I decided not to dismiss this story, because the election on January 5th may lead to radical change in this country. Changes we're actually seeing right now. So let's talk about the Georgia election and the red state of Georgia finally going blue. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. And things couldn't get any worse. The Republicans lose the Senate because of trust fund communist John Ossoff and a racist anti-Semitic, crazy Marxists, Raphael Warnock, have been elected as senators representing the state of Georgia. That completes it. Georgia is now a blue state. Oh my God. The races were close. There is a count, there is a, um, a recount on the Ossoff, uh, the Ossoff-Luffler race, but it doesn't look like there's just too many votes. About 20,000 votes separate the two. Um, this election was completely uh, changed. War, uh, actually, Leffler was up on Ossoff by something like 50,000 votes during the election, but he just didn't get, he had to have a runoff because he didn't get the required 50%. That really sucked. <coughs> this election was purely based on uh, votes. People were still many in votes. They had, they had uh, early voting. Everything was done. It was one of the largest turnouts in Georgia history. So that tells me right off the bat, we need to get rid of this early voting because early voting is just stupid. You, sh you should commit to a vote. You should commit to an election. If you want to vote, go out and vote. It also shows that a lot of these people did not vote for because Georgia had a lot of voters in in November, but none of these people actually voted for for them. They just they it was going to end up being Loeffler and uh, Loeffler and Purdue. So it's just an absolute disaster. I think I want to correct something. I think uh, the runoff is going to have a recount in the Purdue Ossoff election. Loeffler lost to Warnock. Uh, <coughs> This is bad because it now gives a it gives a 50-50 tie in the Senate with the uh, reigning vote, the the uh, tiebreaker vote to Kamala Harris. So you basically now have a you now have a, a majority in the Senate, a very small majority in the House for Democrats, and a, a Democrat as the president. Uh, the majority in the House is almost, it's like nine votes, so it's not exactly high enough. There are a couple of Democrats that we can hopefully count on to not make massive changes like ending the filibuster and packing courts, uh, and not just the Supreme Court, federal courts too. Um, that would be Joe Manchin. He's one of these guys. He's in a red state, a very red state, but he's also a very moderate Democrat. So there's some hope there. But we're going to talk a little bit about this. So the uh, Democrats were absolutely 
thrilled. This is going to change the this is going to change the country. This is exactly what they want. This is they finally got it. And I would say, you know, here here's the reality, folks. This was going to happen sooner or later. It might as well happen now. Um, I, so we're we're going to have to, as Republicans and conservatives, and moderate Democrats, we are going to have to deal with this sooner or later. I'm trying to be positive. I'm not real positive, but I'm trying to be positive. And looking at the tweets of the Democrats and looking at what big tech is doing now, which we'll talk about tomorrow, I'm not all that confident. So Chuck Schumer, who already said that if they got the Senate, they were going to change the country, just simply tweeted, buckle up. Adam Gentleson said, if Democrats win both Senate seats in Georgia, it's going to be hard to explain why they should promptly re-empower McConnell by seeking small ball deals with him instead of getting rid of the filibuster and pi- passing Biden's big bold agenda. Biden has a mandate. Time to use it. <coughs> I don't know if he's got a mandate, but okay. Brian Fallon, make D.C. a state. Restore the Voting Rights Act. Eliminate the filibuster. Reform the courts. Revive democracy. So in other words, make D.C. a state. They also want Puerto Rico. Add four more Democrats into the into the Senate. Uh, I don't know what the Voting Rights Act is, except that I'd have to look it up. But basically, it's no ID. I, I, um, the, what California does, essentially, where they have no ID, mail-in ballots, ballot harvesting, that kind of thing. Eliminate the filibuster. Um, the filibuster is there for a reason. It's for uh, it's for minority rights. So, for example, if uh, the Republicans don't want a certain a certain uh, bill to be passed into law, they'll filibuster and try and convince people not to actually go for that specific law. Ending the filibuster just basically makes it a vote, and that's it. It's done. Um, reforming the courts means is big words for packing the court and packing uh, both the Supreme Court and the federal courts. That's what it is. Make Add more Democratic judges. That's what they want. Julie Rojinsky said, Trump has led his party over the precipice. First thing Democrats should do is eliminate the filibuster and get some real work done. Second thing they should do is grant statehood to Puerto Rico and the District of Columbia. I don't even think it's legal to make Washington, D.C. A, 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 a state, because Washington, D.C. is where the federal government is, and the federal government is not supposed to be a state. I believe the Federalist, the Federalist Papers talked about that. Um, so, oh, I don't know. Well, all this stuff is going to be interesting to see. I'm not sure Biden's going to go for a lot of it, and I'm not even sure they have the votes. I mean, it is 50-50, and I think it, it takes 60 votes to actually get that working. Here's the wonderful human being, Paige Wolf. Well, I'm calling it. We got the effing trifecta. Take no prisoners. Burn them to the ground. Kick that turtle shell straight to the hell. Pack the courts and the filibuster. Make D.C. and Puerto Rico and Guam all mother effing states. Yeah, there's a wonderful human being. So this has the potentiality of going very bad very fast. And it's already happening. Like I said, big tech's already doing it. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, When Joe Biden talks about how 
it's time to unify the people from both sides, he doesn't mean to actually get people together and discuss ideas. He means he's going to do whatever he thinks needs to be done, and everyone else who doesn't agree should just shut the hell up. That's essentially what it is. That's unification. It's shutting you guys. It's shutting the other party down. His supporters don't care about people who have different ideas. They see us all as evil. We're all Nazis, racists, homophobes, bigots, misogynists, blah, 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 blah. But we're going to get into that a little more later. Um, so here's what we can expect right away. I think this is going to happen immediately. I don't think whether it's going to be passed by a law or... It, and here's the thing. I, I still think Congress is slow. I do. I think Congress is very slow. And I don't think it makes any difference who's who's controlling Congress. <clears throat> Remember, the Republicans, when they controlled the House, the Senate, and the presidency, they didn't get much done. And I got a feeling that a lot of this left-wing blather that you hear is probably not going to be easy. It's just it, a lot of it, it, more moderate Democrats probably are not going to go for a lot of that stuff. So I think they're going to have some problems, especially when you're talking about packing the court and ending the filibuster. I, I think of people when the rubber hits the road, they're probably not going to go for it. But this is what we can expect. Taxes will go up and taxes will go up on everybody. I know you've heard that crap from Joe saying that he's going to raise taxes on people making 400000 or more. No, he's going to remove the Trump tax cuts. He's going to reinstate the tax policy before. That means taxes on all of us is going to go up. And then he'll raise taxes again on people making $400,000 or more. So be prepared for that. Increased regulation will happen. Um... Basically, it's going to be harder to start a business. It's going to be harder to run a business. And this was one of the things Trump really did make a difference on when he joined in. He basically killed all of Obama's regulations. Now, I know that, that Obama and Biden want to say that, oh, Trump inherited a uh, uh, the economy. And some to some extent he did. But when he killed off all the regulations that Biden or Obama and Biden put in, businesses increased. He's going to implement the individual mandate and create a public option. I think that will probably be the first thing that they do. Now, this is going to kill private insurance. And don't forget, Barack Obama said, oh, no, you'll be able to keep your doctor. You'll be able biggest lies. Even left-wing media outlets said these were huge lies. And they're going to be huge lies. The public option is going to sit there and really raise prices everywhere uh, for health insurance. And it's it's not a good thing. I, and I guarantee you, a lot of people, like, I make money. I guarantee you, if I decided to go for a public option, it's going to be more expensive than what I paid for on my private insurance. And it's going to kill private insurers because private insurers, they're going to lose customers as businesses decide, okay, well, we're not going to pay for health insurance now. Go to the public option. So this is not good. He's going to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, which is stupid. It's an accord that really does nothing and increases more regulations due to the environment or environmental justice, whatever the hell that is. 
rejoin the Iran nuclear deal after they've already uh, already worked on nuclear uh, on their um, plutonium. So that's going to be wonderful. Uh, and of course, Iran has already said they're going to try and kill Donald Trump. No one seems to care about that. But whatever. I Iran, a country that hates us, I guess we'll give them another trillion dollars or something to have them rejoin. He, uh, Biden said he was going to legalize between 11 and 20 million illegal aliens at the cost of nothing. So you've been in this country illegally for however many years. Guess what? You, you are now legal. And you don't have to pay anything. You don't. There's no consequences to it. So, as a matter of fact, he's already said that he's going to stop um, deportations for the first 100 days. We'll have to see how that goes this first day. He's going to reinstitute DACA. Now, DACA, I don't necessarily mind too much. Josie, my fiance, does. She hates DACA. She thinks, oh, you're illegal, you're illegal. I, I don't necessarily think that. But <clears throat> DACA really isn't something the president should be instituting. It's something that should be made into law by Congress. Uh, open borders by increasing the number of visas given out. So Trump did cut the number of visas that were given to foreign countries. Um, this is a big thing for big business, right? They uh, Look at what Disney did. Disney canned everybody who was an American citizen and hired a, a bunch of Indians from India to perform a lot of their work because they were cheaper. They could get them cheaper. Expect that to happen more. He's going to weaken the military. He'll defund parts of the military, which is what Trump worked to expand after eight years of Obama destroying the military. He'll weaponize the IRS, just like Obama did. And and he'll do it, especially, he'll be focusing on religious institutions. So the Catholic Church gets tax deduction because it's a Catholic Church. But the social justice warriors see the Catholic Church as bigoted. So therefore, they shouldn't get a tax deduction anymore. Wow. This, be ready to see religion under major attack. Religion is going to get it hard. And if you, I mean, the last 12 years you saw how, relig how religion was hated. If a religion isn't political, like the Catholic Church is a leftist, kind of leans toward leftism, but they are basically the same religion it's been since I've been around, since I've been a Catholic, 53 years. But that's going to change. And finally, they're going to re-energize China. Watch all the tariffs disappear. The, 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 um, um, the trade war will be over. Companies like Apple and Nike are already celebrating the fact that Biden, that's why they wanted Biden to win, because Apple builds all their shit in China. That's why I don't own an iPhone. I'll never own an Apple MacBook. I'll never own anything Apple because of how evil that company is. I mean, slave labor is making their products, and we're supporting it, and we're okay. Meanwhile, we're talking here how slavery this and slavery that in this country, and yet we're actually supporting companies that promote slave labor. It's just absolutely, it's sick is what it is. Well, anyway, these things are going to happen. 
Biden said these things were going to happen. This is going to damage our economy. Biden is inheriting a great opportunity. We have held our economy down and it can only go up, which Biden will take credit for because it will go up. It, it, it will have no choice. It won't flourish like it would have under Trump, but it will be. It will end up better. There are statistically better. There are more things that are far more dangerous we will face with an all-democratic government. Uh, ending the filibuster, like I said before, you heard all these guys. End the filibuster. Packing the Supreme Court and the federal courts with more left-leaning judges. Adding Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico as states. Adding four Democratic senators to the Senate. Ending the Electoral College. Now, these, none of these are easy. None of these are going to be easy. They require a huge majority to actually do. I mean, you're basically, with the ending in Electoral College, you have to actually uh, go in and make an amendment to the Constitution. And adding Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico's states also requires a tremendous majority. And I'm not even sure it's legal when it comes to Washington, D.C., as I've said earlier. But the worst is what Biden, the Biden administration and the Democratic cro uh, Congress will do to our culture. One of my greatest fears is that this country will become more like Canada than the United States I grew up in. The, the attack on the First Amendment, which includes religion, free speech, free press, peaceful protests, are under attack constantly. Religion, we already know, has been pissed on by the Democrats. Free speech, we already know they're changing our language as we go. And they're trying to condemn people who say things that could be considered bigoted. Or, like, the whole gender uh, pronoun thing. You know, in Canada, you can get into trouble for using someone's wrong pronoun. That's sad. The free press, they're trying to destroy the press as we speak. We're going to talk about that in tomorrow's podcast. The only press that the Democrats want is the press that supports Democrats. That's it. Peaceful protests? Well, I mean, they don't care about peaceful protests. They just want... Protests can be as peaceful or they could be uh, violent. It doesn't matter as long as it's for the right side. I mean, look at the protests. Look at the riots in uh, during the summer in three, four hundred of them, and how violent they were, and no one cared. Everyone said, this is justified. Meanwhile, you have a riot in Washington, D.C., and that's terrible. That's evil. That's Nazis. Listen, the riot in Washington, D.C., it was bad. So were the 500 riots over the summer. They were all bad. We can't even agree that a riot is bad, no matter where it comes from. Uh, attacks on the Second Amendment. They're already, I mean, Joe Biden has already said, he's. he said this, I think it was yesterday, on 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 or uh, on Sunday, that he was going to fight the NRA, the, like the NRA is, is the thing. The NRA just defends the Second Amendment. They don't really do anything outside of that. But he's going to fight the NRA, and he's going to win, and he's going to get rid of assault weapons, which no one knows what that is. I mean, it, it's stupid. But they're going to try and get take away your Second Amendment. The day they take away our Second Amendment, the way the day they restrict guns so much that you can't get one, 
that's the day that you better be prepared for a tyrannical takeover. That's what happened in Cuba. That's what happened in Venezuela. That's what happened in Russia. That's what happened in China. That's what happened in North Korea. That's what happened in dozens of the Marxist uh, African countries. Embrace of cancel culture. This is the thing with packing the court. If I get fired because I'm a conservative and I go to court, they want Democrats in the courts, too, to sit there and say, well, no, you, you can't be a conservative. Believe it or not, it is legal to it is legal to fire someone because of their political beliefs. It is legal. You can sue. You'll probably win. But cancel culture is going to happen. It's already happening. It's already happening. Again, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. The embrace of anti-racism as a philosophy. Anti-racism, President Trump actually banned in government and in schools. And what anti-racism basically says is, we're all racist. And the only way you cannot be racist is to be an anti-racist. Which means you have to you to accept anti-racism. I need to admit that I'm a racist, and I need to condemn that part of myself. It, it's a it's a, it's an absolutely asinine philosophy. Doesn't matter that I don't care what race you are. Doesn't matter what I do. Doesn't matter that I had nothing to do with slavery. Doesn't matter that. I thought Jim Crow was evil or slavery was evil or the internment of the Japanese was evil or that women not voting was evil. Doesn't matter any of that. What matters is that I'm white and therefore I am a racist. And by the way, blacks can't be racist. That's the other thing. Unless they don't embrace that anti-racist philosophy. Candace Owens is a racist. She's black. You know, socialism, this is going to be the thing. This is going to be the state runs the business. You may see some of this. I think you're going to see this in the first two years where businesses are actually going to be told what to do regulated (coughs) to the point the government is actually running them. Watch this happening to banks, to credit card companies. It's already, watch this, it's going to happen to big tech. Now, they don't have to take over the entire country, but they can start, little by little, taking over things. The EPA is a prime example of a socialist organization where they put so many regulations on a business that the business basically is being run by the EPA. And by the way, that's fascism. That's what fascism is. Government doesn't directly own the business, but... Um, the business is so heavily regulated that the business can't run without the government's approval. Conservatives that that have posed as uh, conservatives have been posed as evil by the left, and that's not going to stop. That's going to get worse now that they have because they believe the Democrats. They're so out of touch on everything. They actually believe that because they got voted in, their philosophies are great. All this stuff on the streets that we're seeing, the riots, that stuff's not going to stop. It's not going to stop because conservatives, Republicans, and the system are seen as evil and deserve to be banished, beaten up, or even killed. Folks, 
the world of the gulag is coming to the United States, and it's got to change. There's got to be a change. The left has taken over all. Um, the left has taken over all of our institutions, and somehow we need to either take back those institutions or create new institutions. Democrats will not condemn violent terror groups like Antifa, Black Lives Matter. They will be emboldened by them. These Black Lives Matter and Antifa will be emboldened. And the Democrats will embrace it. They will make changes to our system to satisfy these groups. That includes social justice programs, harsher laws on people who practice their rights and whose jobs are to protect us. Examples of that, the McCluskeys, who are going to jail for protecting their home. Kyle Rittenhouse, who killed two Antifa activists because they were threatening him. ICE and the police, defund them, get rid of them. We don't, they don't belong here. The left is looking to destroy the system. And anyone who disagrees with them, Oh, I'm sorry. And anyone who disagrees with them. And they want the government to help. The Democrats, who are nothing but power, are happy to do anything to oblige this very dangerous philosophy. And they love it. So, what can we do about this? It's going to be... A, uh, folks, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a rocking next couple of years. But I do have hope. I do think the Democrats have some really bad ideas and this will fuck them in 2022. Many conservative pundits think that we losing some states puts us in a bad position in 2022. Pundits I actually respect. I mean, we lost the Arizona and Georgia for Christ's sake. Texas is leaning purple, though they keep saying it's a solid red. But this election was different than any election we have ever had before. I don't think the processes will be the same in 2022. I think those who should vote will vote, and those who shouldn't vote won't vote. Which is what normally happens in elections when you have elections on a day, and it's one day, it's called election day for a reason. And I think it will, the elections will be better than they were this year. The Democrats are going way too far to the left. <coughs> I know this doesn't seem it, but the left is a minority. I don't think most of America embraces their ideas. They're very loud, they're very violent, but they're still the minority. I have a feeling in 2022 when we see when leftist policies are actually implemented it, and we see what it does to the uh, uh, economy, we see what it does to the morale of the company. All this BS about Biden unifying. No, it's that's not going to happen. I think that will hurt Democrats in 2022 and 2024. Because let's face it, we had eight years of Barack Obama's stupid policies. Now we're going to have four years of Barack Obama's policies. Joe Biden, everybody in his cabinet served under Obama. So there is really nothing extremely different between... Obama and the Biden administration. Another thing I really have some hope for is people are becoming more knowledgeable about politics. People are paying more attention. 
They're beginning to hear the arguments between the sides. They're watching the debates. They're watching the news. They're reading. They're learning. People who knew very little of politics before now are learning and listening and getting an understanding. Their ideas are becoming reshaped by reason. This is where the left loses it. They don't base their ideas on reason or science. They base it on emotion. They base it on, which is what, when they say justice is, it's emotion. Emotion never creates good policy. And what I'm really happy about seeing is that a lot of people are turning to alternative news. They're not watching CNN, MSNBC, or Fox. They're actually, well, Fox is still considered a uh, right-wing outlet, though I don't think it is. But it is, it's still being watched. It's leading everything. Leading CNN by a long shot. MSNBC, I've never had a problem with because MSNBC is a left-leaning newscast. They don't deny it. CNN says they're telling you the truth all the time. They're just lying to you. So, and CNN is in the toilet. Another thing, the Democrats have no one who is going to be relevant in the future. Can you even name one candidate for the presidency in 2019 when they were running that you would like to see as president? No one else did. Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris had 2% of the electorate. She didn't even run in, she didn't even do the primary in California because she knew she'd get smoked. She's a terrible candidate. She's a terrible debater. She her ideas are terrible. She's a terrible human being. Um, but if you look at the Republicans, they have a ton of bright young conservatives that will do well. Ted Cruz, Nikki Haley, Kevin McCarthy, Dan Crenshaw, Jason Chavitz, Trey Gowdy, just to name a few of them. And there are more. The best Democrat, the best the Democrats had was Joe Biden, a 78-year-old, mentally decrepit old man, and has been in politics for 50 years. This <coughs> Nancy Pelosi, 80 years old. Nancy Pelosi is working with other people, training them. And they're all in their 70s. Chuck Schumer, 70s. You can't name anybody. Cory Booker, terrible human being. Eric Swalwell will never have a chance. He, terrible. And not terrible because of his policies. Terrible because he was having an affair with a Chinese spy. Terrible because he's farting on TV. Which, not that big a deal, but he did. The Democrats are just not in great shape in the future. And here's the thing, Donald Trump wasn't a great candidate for the Republicans. He wasn't. He was very polarizing. He was crass and ran a crappy campaign. The next Republican candidate won't do that. If we had any other Republican candidate running besides Trump, all they would have done is sat back and said, well, can Joe Biden say something? Ask Joe Biden his policies. Ask Joe Biden. Ask Joe Biden. Joe Biden should have been the central figure of the campaign, and he wasn't. Donald Trump loves the spotlight too much. He loved the spotlight in 2016. That's what made him a crappy candidate in 2016. His ideas are fantastic. 
I love his ideas. I love the way he implements. I love the way he calls people out. I love all that. But it's very polarizing, and that's the big problem Donald Trump has. The greatest thing about Donald Trump is that a lot of the Republican Party and the conservative movement has been Trumpized. Yeah, I made that word up. What this is, the problem the Republicans always had was freaking having's a backbone. Well, Republicans now have backbones. Republicans like Dan Crenshaw is just like, you know what, screw you guys. You don't know what you're talking about. They stand up for themselves. Principles, values. These are things that the Republican Party has, but never had the balls to say something because something other otherwise would be emotionally iffy. For example, a woman should have the right to choose to have an abortion. No, she shouldn't because you're killing a baby. Republicans are now doing that. They didn't do that before. They'd sit there and say abortion is bad, but then the Democrats would scream, well, she should have the right to choose. And it's kind of hard. You're saying, well, yeah, she should have the right to choose lots of things. Not that. Republicans are now calling that stuff out. So don't get upset. I don't think... um, this is going to last forever. I think this is everything's going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. We will make the next two years. Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, whoever's president in three, three months from now, it will be all okay. Okay, you can follow me on Parlor at Dumbasses Talking Politics. That's going to be interesting. Parlor is closed. Yay, Democrats. Way to go. Um... It won't be. It'll be up though. So you can uh, you can sit there and contact me on uh, on Parlor at Dumbasses Talking Politics. You can visit me on Twitter at Runnin' Fool R U N N I N F E W L. It won't be long before I am not on Twitter. I am actually about to quit it. Um, you can. We'll talk about all that tomorrow. You can uh, download or listen to his podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. Visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and you have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics.